just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello show bro i am your host as i am each and every time marcus himself and i am brought to you as always with my partner in crime ryan ryan buddy how's it going it feels great to be back marcus it does it really does we've been gone for too long i know and it's only been a couple of weeks but it's like so much has happened and it's just been like i, I think i mentioned this from the beginning but we'll just get it off from the top um coaching uh, high school football is like insane. It's its own part-time job with my full-time job. Um, and I absolutely love, love, love doing this. And I love making time for it. But sometimes there's not enough time. So, uh, you know, me and you've been talking. We got some big things coming up. And we'll talk about it probably on later episodes when it gets closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of moving towards something else, uh, you know, going forward in the future. But for now, let's just relish this episode that we have, man. It's been the past two weeks of college football have been insane. They've been insane. Uh, I think that the season in general, and I don't know how much we've talked about it, um, is that it, it seems like it doesn't seem like the past years where it kind of does, where there's two teams and then everybody else. It kind of seems that way. But I think one of those two teams has to drop out. Do you agree? And of course, talking Alabama, Georgia kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Because it's, it's literally kind of what you just said. It's them, and then there's – they're without out the two most dominant teams, and then there's just everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we, the two of us can agree that we're, we expect Georgia to be the one that's going to drop out. Ooh, Ryan, I don't know. Well, Alabama's proven it. Georgia, their mm-hmm. offense still doesn't impress me. Their passing game, at least. And, and, we'll, and we'll, get to, we'll get to Georgia's game – uh, we'll get to Georgia's game here in a bit that they have this week. We're not going to touch on Alabama's this week, but we can touch on Alabama real quick, and I'll, I'll kind of agree with you. There's, there's a, a saying in, in, you know, betting college football is you don't bet against Alabama. You lose money betting against Alabama, right, no matter what the number is, because Alabama is always that good. I think that, that Bryce Young kid is solid. He's a really good mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, they always reload. Uh, they went out against a, a really good high-powered Ole Miss offense and kind of shut them down from the beginning. Which is crazy because last year Ole Miss mm-hmm. gave them a really good game. They put up yeah. a ton of – like, I forget what the score was, but it was – you know, Alabama couldn't stop them a year ago. And Matt Corral was, like, the top Heisman candidate, like, going the last week. 
And yeah, he's and I mean, not he's still anymore. really, I mean, he's still yeah. really good. But that yeah. I think that speaks more to what Alabama does and the guys mm-hmm. that they have and things like that. I mean, they had a good opening drive. I don't blame uh, Lane Kiffin for being aggressive and trying to go for it because you're not going to be Alabama kicking field goals. No, that's true. You're right. You're right. You can't I think going it. for it, like on fourth, and if I remember correctly, it was like four. They were like almost at midfield or something when they went for it. And I they think it was stopped. like fourth and two, fourth and three. It was close. Yeah, it was close. That was the game sense. right there, in my opinion. Like they couldn't, because I think they knew they weren't going to shut down Bama. They had to put up points. Yes, 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 yes. But I, uh, I, I, I think that Bama, and again, could come back to bite me in the butt. Um, but I, I just I want to see it so bad because let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Um, so we're going to just talk, kind of hit on college football this week and kind of get uh, into some other topics later on. But I think co- the college football slate is so good. Again, it deserves the episode kind of thing. And I think you yeah. agree, right, Ryan? Absolutely. Um, let's just segue into it. I know we said we were going to start somewhere else, but let's just start with Georgia. Georgia goes to Auburn. Um mm-hmm. Auburn is four and one. Uh, Georgia undefeated. I think the difference with Georgia, Georgia is favored by 15 and a half on the road, which is pretty insane. Um, it's the Georgia defense, dude. It's, yeah, it's that defense is good. It's They're so really good. good. Like Arkansas had a pretty pretty good offense. Like mm-hmm. they had a uh, Traylon Burks. I think that's what his name is. Probably yeah. one of the best receivers in the country. Like probably the best wide receiver in the SEC who does not play at Alabama. Yeah, he did not do anything. AJ Jefferson had, a, you know, had been playing really well this year. Like, you know, he destroyed AM, didn't do anything. Yeah. Just, I don't think, like, like Arkansas is not a bad team no. at all whatsoever. Whatsoever. Um, speaking of Old Miss, they're going to Old Miss this week. I know. Expecting <laughs> five and a half points. Um, and I think Arkansas wins that game outright. They just have a tough schedule. Yeah. Like, it's a brutal, brutal schedule in front of them. But they are a good, good team. Yeah. What, they may not it, have been as good as what people thought they were, like beating AM, but they're still a good, like good team, like you said. Yeah. But Georgia, it suffocated them. I, I like mm-hmm. I liken it to when I think about Georgia's defense, they're like a it's like a boa constrictor, like mm-hmm. that catches its prey and then suffocates it down. That's what they do. That defense just suffocates you. And I think I I think I've I've heard this correctly. Their starting defense has not given up a touchdown yet this year. I don't think their starting defense has given up a touchdown through five games yet this year. I think that, that could be right. Yeah. How that is that's insane that that yeah. happens in college football. That just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Auburn uh, this week, uh, like I said, hosting. Um, what it comes down to for Auburn is: Do you trust Bo Nix? Can he yeah. make enough plays? Like. I, he, he he had a good game last week against LSU. I'll give him that. I, I right. think he's good for – And I guess he historically struggles on the road too, and he played pretty well. So Yeah, so may, it could be a turning of the corner kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I think that if I'm going to put trust into something, it's not going to be Bo Nix against Georgia's defense. It's going to be Correct. Georgia's defense against Bo Nix kind of thing. Right. No, um, I, I, I agree with you on that. And and from then on, I mean, you mentioned Georgia the, the not trusting the offense, which is a fair – Thing. It's a Kirby Smart. I mean, offense. they got two good running backs, uh, Zamir White mm-hmm. and uh, Dalvin Cook's younger brother. I don't know his first name, but okay. Uh, it comes because you know JT Daniels didn't play last week. Like he was dressed, but he had some minor injury, so they started Stetson Bennett the fourth. Yeah, you know, and what, what it comes down to with Georgia is 
if you if they get behind, like, mm-hmm. and you have to make them beat make them beat you throwing the ball. Like, I think that's what. But then their defense is so good they haven't been in that situation. Yeah, was Stetson Bennett a transfer? He's a walk on because he started the Bama game last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Did they played Bama last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe so. Because if you remember, JT Daniels didn't start right away. I don't know if, if he was hurt or if he was ineligible until whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, Georgia's got talent. For some reason, their receivers just don't like – they've been the same team. Like, great running <laughs> game. They always have yeah. two good running backs and a strong defense. Like, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. – I don't get it. Like, it's not like – I guarantee they, they got four and five stars at receiver. It's not like they don't – have talented guys. I mean, I think their top guy, George Pickens, got injured in the preseason. I could be wrong. I, yeah, you may be right on that. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Because I, I, I just heard something like that. Yeah, I, I think at least in the short term, in the long term, it could be an issue. I think they're right. If somebody hops up on them quick, if they, if that defense is out of place, if, if things like that, how do, how do they how do they adjust? But like, like if Auburn does, you know, it's at home. Yeah. Is it a, is a, no, it's a, it's a 3.30 game. 3.30, yeah. yeah you 3:30. get the crowd into it. You get the crowd into it. And Auburn's not bad. Like, when they stop the run and force Daniels or Bennett, I don't know if Daniels is going to start yeah. this week. I don't know what his injury is. But if they force one of those guys to have to beat them throwing the ball, they may be in, you know, in good shape. Mm-hmm. So. No, I agree. I agree. So, I just uh, – but I think if if they can get them behind the sticks, uh, Auburn, if Georgia can get Auburn behind the sticks uh, and can force bad field position for that Auburn defense – I think Georgia's athletic enough to kind of hop on them early. And then yeah. you get Auburn in that that opposite situation of now Auburn's got to hurry up and go up against this defense that is just right. beating teams down consistently. So um, I have Georgia. I think Georgia goes on the road and wins. I think that I'm not ready to call them the best team in the SEC until they beat Bama. They're not kind of thing. But they're, That's really, they got to beat Bama before you can crown them. But they're putting up a, a one – hell of an argument to start this year i'll say i'll go that far i'll go that far yeah i just feel like we've seen this with georgia in the past they beat everybody who they're supposed to be but they just can't beat bama yeah yes or they usually drop a game to like another sec school whether it's lsu feel like it's always lsu or auburn who usually mm-hmm. trips them up too mm-hmm. so so i mean it's, it's sec schedule is not not easy it's not easy for anybody so uh, yeah, here um, we go with that again. <laughs> oh, come on. We'll get into that another time. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into some, some big Big Ten games here in a second. But let's go ahead and uh, flip gears, flip our brain to the Big 12, the um, Red River insert whatever here. I think shootout is, is unpolitically Red correct. River rivalry. Yeah, it's, it's always a shootout, but the Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. Red River showdown, I think, is what they go with now so, as I well. I think it's the showdown, yeah. I think it's the showdown the now, whatever the case Ball is. Stadium. Uh, Oklahoma at Texas, Ryan. I don't know if you know this or not. Is it on a neutral site? They usually play on a neutral site, don't they? Yeah, it, it's always played the Cotton Bowl. The old Co- Cotton always Bowl. Played, yes, always played the Cotton Bowl. Thank you very much. Oklahoma that's the coming only in game uh, that's played there now. Yes, that's true. Oklahoma coming in five and zero. Oh, Texas only losses to Arkansas at Arkansas, who we said already is not a very bad team at all. Um, Oklahoma favored by three and a half, Ryan. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this game before I kind of talk about it. I think Texas wins. Okay. Oklahoma has not been imp- impressive at all. Mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler, especially. Like, this guy was like the 
supposed to be the number one uh, quarter like pick in a, this upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. Um, he has not been that good this year. Everybody was docking on Ohio State's offense with early on, which you know, rightfully so, they deserved it. I mean, but Oklahoma has not been much better. Granted, they don't have a loss, but mm-hmm. you know, when they and when they beat West Virginia two weeks ago, the student section was chanting CJ, CJ for CJ Williams, five-star freshman they got. Yeah. And yeah, I think Spencer Rattler is kind of a piece of shit. Have you seen <laughs> that? You know, I'm getting that. Have you seen that? He was on QB1. Have you ever seen that clip? Of- I've, I've heard about it. I've never seen it, though. Okay. He's, he's, he's an easy guy to root against if you've seen that clip. He's treating his high school teammates like crap. Oh. I can send you it after this. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Yes, please, yeah. please send it to me. Um, I, I'll probably look for it right now. But Yeah, go for it. While you're doing that, I'll kind of go over this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last five years of the Red River Showdown, um, Oklahoma is 4-1 and one in the one year that Texas won in 2018. It was a 48-46. Uh, okay, I'm going to say it. Um, yeah. Since then, they have been close. They have been close, close games. They, they, they have been close. For, for the, the best one that they played was the game in 2018 was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Texas had, like, a big lead. Oklahoma came up. Like, Kyler Murray, like, had that 70-yard run to, like, yeah. make That was awesome. Yes. And then yeah, they were yeah. able to tie it. And then. No, I agree. But I, I, think, I think you already mentioned it. Oklahoma has not looked great. No. Straight up, they just have not. They've underperformed for a Lincoln Riley team with a kid like Rattler, who is all hype, all word kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I think Steve Sark. It's going to take time, obviously, and that's one thing that Texas doesn't give. I don't think coaches a lot of is time. I just think Texas has. They have a booster. Texas thinks they're a lot better than what they are. Like, if that makes sense. Oh, it does for sure. But since. Losing to, I'm going to say it once again, a not bad Arkansas team. Mm-hmm. They, hung, Arkansas. they hung 58 points up against Rice, 70 points against Texas Tech, and only 32 last week against TCU at TCU. Um, but they've won all of their games since uh, then. Uh, Ryan, I'm with you. I think Texas wins this game outright. I have them plus three and a half. Um, I mean, I, it comes out to Texas. Is, well, Bajon Robinson's a beast. Mm-hmm. They're running back to head. Yeah. Kind of salty. He's not, he didn't end up at Ohio state, but yeah. that's, we, we can get it. I just don't think, I think that maybe there's a little extra juice for Oklahoma. Maybe not because of the game, but they, there has been some kind of, they have just looked flat this year coming out. Like they just don't look like the Oklahoma that we're used Correct. to. They're not, is they're just not hanging points on teams no. like they like they have in the past couple of years. Like it just doesn't look right. You know what I mean? Oklahoma has always been one of my favorite teams. Lincoln Riley is. I just love how, like the games that he. Oklahoma has been always so much fun to watch for me because mm-hmm. they got a lot of swag. I don't know if it's the fact that their uniforms are like Jordan Brand. Yes. Or just they always have like these really good wide receivers like C.D. Lamb and when I had C.D. Lamb and Hollywood Brown. Yes. Those guys were so good to get. Like when I when I had Kyler, like that team mm-hmm. was so much fun to watch. Like because they could yes. just hang points on you. And they just haven't done that this year. Like they only beat Nebraska by like seven. And Nebraska's really not good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And and I, I want to this isn't a game that we were we said we were gonna touch on, but I almost want to touch on Nebraska Michigan here after a bit. We can yeah, we can get into that too. But uh, yes, Nebraska's they, they, been a little better recently. But. Yes, they didn't. 
they didn't handle Nebraska like you would think, didn't handle West Virginia like you would think. They were 17-and-a-half-point favorites against West Virginia. Granted, at West Virginia, so that's a little bit different. I give a little bit of leeway to Big 12 teams that didn't travel to West Virginia because it's, like, East Coast. Um, But still, then they allow teams like Kansas State to hang around. I don't know. I don't know what to get from it. Or Kansas State. Kansas State's given them some good games recently because Kansas State beat them last year. I think they beat them in 2019 as well. Yeah. So is it a case of they're good – like, these may be just good Big 12 teams. Is it the case that Oklahoma's not that great? I don't know. But I'm I'm with you, Ryan. I, I think it's Texas all the way. Uh, okay, cool. Hook them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it comes down to their quarterback situation because I think Casey Thompson's the starter now. Mm-hmm. But originally started a true uh, freshman over him, like Houston Card or something, who wasn't oh. very good. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna like this uh, fun fact. Okay. You know who Casey Thompson's dad is or was? Who? His, well, his dad played quarterback at Oklahoma. His name is Charles Thompson. Okay. He was a really good, really good player. He's mm. most known for getting caught selling crack to an undercover FBI agent. <laughs> really? So there's a famous Sports Illustrated cover of him getting out of a police car in an orange jumpsuit. And that caused Barry Switzer so to resign. God, I love that so much. That is funny. That is a good one, Ryan. It, it's just, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, like wow. That's one of those you can't make it up that. kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's I what agree. caused like a legend like Barry Switzer to resign. Like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Um, but any anything else on this game? I guess really, it, you expect it to be a show uh, a shootout because neither team's defense can stop anybody. Yep. Yes, I agree. Uh, and and for that reason, I think that Texas either wins outright or keeps it close. So, take Texas with the points for sure. Um, all right. Uh, I would say probably the biggest game of this weekend, and maybe you're going to agree or disagree, uh, state Penn traveling to Iowa city to play the Hawkeyes, uh, five versus four matchup, right? I think it's four three, versus, four, actually. Is it three, four? I know. I agree with you that on game of the week. Yeah. I just, I'm not hundred percent sure of the rankings. Um, right yeah, now, yeah, I Iowa, three versus four three versus four Iowa last I saw was minus one and a half point favorites. So really, really close on the spread. Both teams are five and zero. Oh. three versus four matchup. Uh, Ryan, give me your thoughts on this. The, I mean, potentially the big 10 matchup that's going to decide the year. Well, they're both teams are in. Okay. Penn state's in the big 10 East. Iowa's in the big 10 West. So it doesn't have that big of a, it has. Okay. It has a, I guess it has an impact of who's going to be up for to make the playoff, basically. Mm-hmm. And actually, before I go on, this is the first top five matchup in the Big Ten that has not included Ohio State since 1997 when Penn State played Michigan. It was like a 1-4 game or something. Oh, geez. And if it, had, if had you shoot one the Buckeyes in, didn't you? Well, I, I saw that on Twitter last week because, you know, Ohio State's been really good for a long time in the Big Ten. Yeah. And – Michigan, I haven't been that great recently, but, you know, they've consistently been in the top 10. Um, mm-hmm. Last time, a top five matchup in the Big Ten did not have Ohio State or Michigan. You have to go back to 1962, Minnesota versus Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh, but this Ryan. game, I think this is going to be an old-school Big Ten, like, defensive – not high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Iowa's defense is for real. Yes. Their defense is – like, they, they shut Maryland down. Like, 
They're second. Iowa is a very well coached team. Mm-hmm. Kind of boring offensively. Their offensive scheme is kind of outdated by about 10 to 12 years, <laughs> which is kind of why you, you can't take them seriously in like the national championship picture because yeah. Alabama, like they can't keep up scoring with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like their offense, like they always have great lines and usually one or two good tight ends. I don't know any of their tight ends or anything by name but right now because I just haven't watched them enough. But Tyler Goodson, their running back's uh, really good. He's yeah. kind of an all-purpose guy because I, I watched him last week against Maryland. He l- was lining up wide a couple times, mm-hmm. like receiver. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Iowa doesn't have good receivers. They, or they just have nobody who really jumps off like the statue or just really scares you, which is they always seem to have like a really good all-purpose back in like they use their running backs and tight ends in the passing game. It's like they yeah, don't need and they'll use they use it instead of the play action too, which is how the you don't need super receivers to set up play action kind of right. Thing. And their quarterback Spencer Petrus, he's your typical. He's a game manager. He's not he's not going to beat you all by himself, but he's also probably not going to you know make a ton of mistakes. Yeah, and like I said, Kurt Ferens is a really good. He's he's a good, really good coach. They're mm-hmm. well coached. He he knows how to develop guys. He knows what. They're never going to have a top 10 recruiting class, but he knows the type of guys that he wants. Yeah. And when it comes to Penn State, I feel like Penn State does this a lot. They got athletes. They probably they definitely have more athletes than um, Iowa's got because mm-hmm. they got Jahan Dotson, who's probably the best wide receiver who doesn't play at Ohio State in the Big Ten. Yeah. Or at least one of the two best. You could argue David Bell at Purdue, but <laughs> a whole different topic. Yeah. Um, for me, it really comes down to the quarterback position. Sean Clifford is just not that good. Like you don't think so? He's force him to beat you throwing the ball because they're yeah. run. They, they usually have really good running backs. Their running game hasn't been great this year. Like Noah mm-hmm. Kane's their starter, but he's been kind of banged up for the most part this year. I, I was reading, and behind him, they have a lot. They don't have a lot of experience. Yeah. So it's really and the games at Iowa and Iowa is tough to beat at home. So if if Iowa can stop and basically force a Spencer Rapp or Spencer Rapp, <laughs> Sean Clifford to beat yeah. them throwing the ball, I think Iowa wins this game like twenty seven to thirteen or like so something yeah. like that. Yeah, right. Twenty seven seventeen or something. I think you hit it on the head, and this is this my my analysis of it is not going to be as thorough as yours, and that's why we bring you on because you're there. You you look at it very that way. When I close my eyes, and I think of Penn State, State Penn, okay, <laughs> the blue and white. And when I think of the yellow and black of uh, Iowa, and I think about them playing each other in Iowa City, I just think that this game ends 17 to 13 Iowa. For some reason, that's what my brain says. You know what I mean? Like low scoring, boring punt after punt after punt after punt somehow one of them breaks a big score there's a some kind of fluky thing happens on the special teams where it gets them in good position to score a couple goal line stops and somehow because they're the home team Iowa ends up like you know winning it out because I do I think see that too actually you know what I mean because I think yeah. that I think that's the style of that's the type of game Iowa wants to play yes, yes. Iowa plays trestle ball 
So Jim Trestle's philosophy is he was a defensive-minded coach. Him calling the punt the most important play in football is him saying <laughs> you win the field position battle and you, you, know, you let your defense and special teams take care of that. So you try to pin them as deep as you can, and basically you just score enough points offensively. That's yeah. the type of game Iowa wants to play. Every drive ends on a kick, right, Ryan? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they got good, they, they've always have good kickers, too, I feel like. Yes, I agree. I, I, I just, mean, Iowa had two good wins to start up the year over Indiana and Iowa State. Yeah. Both of them have kind of struggled since then, so those wins don't – I mean, Indiana, Indiana – Indiana was a fluke, honestly. They're not that – It was a COVID year. Hurt again. Yes, COVID year. Yeah. Like, I was a little nervous for when Ohio, Ohio State has them in two weeks or three weeks, actually, because, yeah, Ohio State has a – no, two weeks because they have a bye next week. Yeah. And I figured that Indiana would really want to get up for that game because they were probably a little mad about last year, you know, because mm-hmm. they played it close and they changed the rules for Ohio State to get in the Big Ten championship <laughs> game, which a lot of Indiana fans whined about that. But, yeah. you know, Michael Penix Jr. dislocated – separated his shoulder, throwing shoulder – um, against Penn State, and they got shut out by Penn State, actually, and he's yes. out indefinitely, so I don't think they'll give Ohio State much of a game. I, I mean, the, to get into that, but basically, <laughs> Indiana is not, they're not that, they, what, that win is not as impressive as it was when yes. they beat them. Iowa uh, State, kind of the same thing. I just, with, and not to say James, because I think James Franklin is a really, really, really good head. Like that guy is a really, really good head coach. And I think he gets the best out of the guys he gets and he gets good guys. You know what I mean? They're not elite. Like to quote him, they're not elite. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I do think that like, I mean, it just feels like this is Iowa's game to lose and they mm-hmm. don't feel like they choke away games like this. You know what I mean? Like they I feel like this that you don't expect them to lose or like it's close where well, this Penn game State feels Iowa. like, What's up? Which team are you talking about? Penn State or Iowa? Iowa. Iowa. Like, I feel like Penn State is going to go in there, and there's not going to be, like, these big, splashy plays. Iowa's going to muddy it up. They're going to dirty it up, and that's the game they right. want, like you said, and that's going to what's going to help them win. And it's going to be, like, a, a total of 30 points scored throughout the game, punt after punt, classic Big Ten game that probably should have started at 11 a.m., you know what I mean? Right. It's like a 4 o'clock game, I think. I think it's four. Yeah, I think it's four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only downside is everybody, the Big Ten gets dogged on for not being like an explosive, comp, like offensive conference, which mm-hmm. is whatever. But if this game was an SEC game, it'd be, oh, you know, great defensive, you know, <laughs> look. So it's like, well, what? Right. Are, are, you, are you tired of the SEC bias? Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. Can't stand I, it. <laughs> yeah. But, to kind of get back into, I think Penn State's real issue is they don't, they've never had an elite like passing quarterback. Yeah. I think that's what's really holding them back because they've always had good like receivers. Like the team that won the Rose Bowl, like their 2016 team that won the Big Ten that beat Ohio State, they had as their two starting receivers, Chris Godwin. I feel like a lot of people don't, didn't realize how mm-hmm. good he was. And Deshaun Hamilton, who, you know, he's been a decent receiver for the Broncos. Because obviously they had Saquon on that team, and Saquon was a beast at Penn State. Mm-hmm. They also had to go up their receivers. They had Mike Jacecki, and they had yeah, Trace yeah. McSorley. Mm-hmm. And Trace Trace McSorley was a, a, was a really McSorley, solid college quarterback. McSorley 
was a he was Kendrick Barrett. He when I say I mean he, he was a three year starter and he has all their passing records. Yes, but he yeah, just yeah. wasn't big enough to succeed in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he was on the Ravens. I, he. I think he still is. I think that I think he's with the Ravens. He's just I think he's some kind of injury something or other with him. But I think he was on IR to start the year and now is coming back. So, yeah, I just they have had good teams. They have had good guys like that. But we'll we'll just have to see if if that's the same case this year, because like some of these guys may go on to the next level and be like, you know, world beaters. But I guess we really have no idea. You know what I mean? Because, like, I remember watching him play Ohio State last year. Like, they rely on their running – their running backs are, like, the main focus of the offense because their running backs are usually, like, all-purpose guys. Like, you know, guys – they use Saquon a fair amount in the passing game. Probably – and same because, you know, they had Miles Sanders too. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching him play Ohio State last year. Like, they were had called a bunch of, like, screenplays for, like, Noah Kane and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, they, these guys – like, Clifford was not, like, a threat to beat you downfield. Yeah. Like in the game in 2019, Clifford got hurt. Cause do you, did you watch the Ohio State Penn State game in 2019? Uh, I I'm sure I did. I just don't remember. Okay. It. Well, Ohio State was up 21 nothing, and then um, Clifford got injured, and they brought in Will Levis, who's at Kentucky now, who yeah. led them to an upset win. And Levis mm-hmm. provided a spark off the bench because he was more with his running. He seemed to do a good job of gaining like six, seven yards consistently, and even though Clifford was good to go back in the game, Franklin kept Levison because he provided a spark and gave them a little energy. But I just think they've never like with Clifford. He just doesn't scare you throwing the ball. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So I just, to, to kind of put a bow on it, who do you have? Iowa. I, I have Iowa. this game being a lot like the Iowa Wisconsin game week one. Similar, I, two similar type of teams of where mm-hmm. they're not. It's more they're good at running the ball and playing defense. It's their passing attack isn't gonna scare you, type I'm, of thing. I'm on Iowa too. I think Iowa at home. I have a minus one and a half. I think Iowa's the team. I was now team. this game was at Penn State. This pro- it's probably a different story. Yes, if it's at Penn State, and then probably be the whiteout game at Penn State. They wouldn't mm-hmm. have burned it on, you know, whoever who they who they have the whiteout. Oh, well, actually, no, they used on Auburn. So Auburn, that's okay. That's a good one. A I mean, one. they played Indiana for a night game last week too. It, it'd still be a. A big hostile environment game, too, so. Yes, yeah. So, uh, but um, real quick, we don't have to hit on this super, super long. Uh, Michigan, Nebraska. Michigan goes to Nebraska. Michigan looks like, and now tell me if you've heard this before, Ryan. Michigan looks good to start the year. <laughs> uh, they, haven't really, they haven't really beaten anybody, though. Like, no, I'm not that impressed with them. I mean, I wouldn't I, expect you to be. I just feel like the media wants Michigan to be good. I did not understand how after they beat Rutgers, only Rutgers honestly should have beaten them if they didn't miss a chip shot field goal. Like, because mm-hmm. Rutgers was really running all over in the second half. How did they move up five spots from be- beating Rutgers? And like, you know, Ohio State dropped the spot by blowing out Akron. I just didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. So and we, and we don't have to hit on a bunch. Uh, Michigan right now is, is minus three and a half favorites. Go, go ahead. Go on, go on, go on. Well, with Michigan, I'm not sold on Cade McNamara throwing like as a quarterback. They seem to have two solid running backs and Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. Because mm-hmm. I watched you. Did you watch them against Washington? All they did was they just ran the ball. They ran yes. like they just yes. stuffed it down their throat. And, and they couldn't stop it either. No. Yeah. I think their defense is much improved. 
because they got Aiden Hutchinson is a really good defensive end. He's mm-hmm. actually like Mel Kuyper has him as like a top five prospect. Like he's that good. Yeah. And of course, you know, Michigan, they're already starting to chirp already because Aiden uh, Hutchinson was on a podcast last week saying like saying, you know, we want it all this year. We're, we want to take it all, which obviously <laughs> you would expect them to have confidence, but it's just one of those things. You just, as Ohio State, you just roll your eyes. Going, Here we go again. It's, it's that mm-hmm. September hype. And yes, they really haven't beat. No, no, I agree. They haven't. There's, there's really been nobody that they've beaten that's impressed me because Washington was supposed to be a bigger game and it just wasn't kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I just, I, I'm with you. I think that, I don't know. I think Michigan can be good. I think they have the potential to be really good. Um, and I think Nebraska, I mean, when you look at Scott, Scott Frost, something's got to change. And, and not with him. I think that either this game says, okay, Scott Frost takes them to the next level. Or if they lose this, it kind of puts the nail in the coffin of you got to kind of move on. Because if Scott Frost wins this game, he, he extends his timeout. I mean, they're a good team, good, solid team, everything like that. So, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess we kind of just have to see um, – you know, if if Frost can win this game and if and if Michigan or if, uh, Nebraska, my bad, can can kind of take this one from him, um, that kind of changes the trajectory of him moving forward. Uh, and and if not, then then, you know, I think that we kind of see his resignation papers at the, the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I guess they've been playing better recently, like Mark Adrian Martinez has like, I mean, they could have beaten Oklahoma kind of to get back into that game. Like, yes. And this is a night game too, so you know if they can get ahead early and kind of force Michigan to beat them throwing the ball. Like I don't trust Cade McNamara throwing the ball. Like, no, yeah, me either, me either. Um, but I, I mean, I think that I, I don't have this game. I, I don't plan on having this game. Uh, but I do think Michigan wins it outright. I, I don't think that. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think that Nebraska has it, and if Michigan is going to lose. They're going to lose later on in the year uh, to the team in Columbus. Um, so, and uh, and speaking of the team in Columbus, Ryan, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, Maryland travels to Columbus to play Ohio State this week. Um, the only reason I care about this game is because your boy is going to his first game in the shoe. What's your first uh, game ever going? Ever first game in the shoe. The only college game I've ever been to has been in South Bend. Um, it's the only reason I'm going um, is because I really want to see a game in the shoe. Um, oh yeah. We I know you probably want to hit on this game for forever, but let's let's call a spade a spade, buddy. I don't think Maryland's that good, and I think the Buckeyes are going to no. kill them. I two things. Ohio State the past two weeks I have really played offensively up to what they're capable of and uh cj stroud proved last week that he needed that r- a one game rest against akron to rest his shoulder because he looked like a completely different quarterback because mm-hmm. some people thought that ruckers given i was a little nervous for ruckers just because they gave michigan such a good game ohio state had kind of been struggling i'm like this might i thought that high state would win by like 17 kind of i think they beat the spread because it was like a 17 point spread yeah 17 so i thought it would be like a game and yeah they just blew them out like Tregon Henderson goes 40 you know 40 yards on their opening drive and then they get a pick six and then mm-hmm. it was they just poured it on and 
They honestly could have put up 80 points. Ryan yeah. Day called off the dogs, like, start the third quarter. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that um, – now, I don't think that the the Buckeye defense still is a little suspect, and we still have to figure out what they're going to do. It is. Do. I mean, they have played better the last two weeks, and, yes, it's against Akron and Rutgers, but you at least saw some improvement. Like, they played like they were capable of because I yes. think they're starting to run more of a cover two, and I think they've kind of – because I know that they had, they had a lot of inexperience. Because they have their freshmen are just balling out. I think mm-hmm. you're seeing more freshmen playing over some underperforming upperclassmen. Yeah. I think like Denzel Burke is falling at corner right now. Like mm-hmm. he's one of like, he is just, he's been a pleasant surprise just because he, he was ranked like 290th or it's completely really? inaccurate. But he wasn't yeah. all that highly rated of a recruit. Compared just, to what they have, just kind of worked yeah. his worked his way into the top spot. Yeah, he's just he played great against Minnesota because he started the Minnesota he started the Minnesota game because they were down seven banks and Cameron Brown, and, oh, and then he started. Cameron Brown was back against Oregon, and then he started, and then Cameron Brown's fighting another injury, and seven banks is back, so it's him and seven banks. And see that they found like the rotation like at linebacker because I know their defensive coordinator Kerry Combs. Um, he likes to rotate guys. It seems like he's found the right guys to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And kind of like what I was reading, um, their defense is still suspect, but they're showing improvement. It's like, you know, and their offense is played the way they were supposed to play last week. And with Maryland mm-hmm. just getting smacked by Iowa, it's kind of just like, I'm not too worried about this one. No, and you shouldn't be. And, and Maryland may – because they have of athletes, the, they yes, have athletes. I, Maryland may hang up points right now. I don't think I mentioned it at the top. Uh, Ohio State favored by I got about 20 minus 21, 21 points, sitting around 21 to 20 points, depending on where it's bought at. Um, I mean, I'm I'm going to the game, I gotta take the Buckeyes, right? Right, I gotta take the Buckeyes. I just I think that this is now going to be the time they start slow. They start right. to throttle teams in the middle of the year is, mm-hmm. is, is kind of the way that this works. Yeah. Um, and then got, the, we'll have a bye next week, but they have Indiana, and then they got Penn State coming to town. Yes. And I'm so the, hoping that that should be a night game, of game day there. You just hope that Indiana is not a look-ahead spot. and you, no. and you Ryan hope- Day has seemed to have done a better job of having them more prepared for those games because at the end of Urban's 10 – a tenure at Ohio State, they were dropped. They dropped games to like Iowa and Purdue that they should not have dropped. And yes. I think the Iowa game um, that they lost in 2017, uh, which was after the week after they beat Penn State, I just think they enjoyed the win a little too much. Mm-hmm. And it just came back to bite them the next week. Like they just weren't all all there or maybe just a little exhaust, you know. I don't want to. I guess they're. I guess you said they're a little hungover from the weekend before, from the win. Yes. That yeah. For lack of a better term, kind of thing. Week. Yeah. Um, and I. That's why I really hope because they played Purdue this year, and if they go to the, they're going to play. If Ohio State makes the Big Ten championship game, which I'm pretty sure if everybody expects them to, mm-hmm. they're they're going to play Iowa in the Big Ten title game. So. Yes. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody out in the West that can. That can no. really hang with Iowa. I said this kind of before because everybody thought Wisconsin before the season started, but I was kind of like whoever wins the Iowa Wisconsin game is going to go, but it's going to be Iowa now because I mean, who else is going to be the Big Ten West? Isn't good. No, it's not. 
It's not. Like you had you had a hope with Minnesota, you, but you other thought than that, with yeah, right. And you thought with Nebraska because they're in the West that they would be like a consistent team there, but they haven't been. Mm-hmm. I mean, Northwestern is they're hit or miss. They're, they're either like they have like that really good year or just yeah, you know. Yes. Yeah. The past couple of Big Ten championship games have been Ohio State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Northwestern, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Northwestern. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you can usually get bad on being Ohio State and Wisconsin. That's just kind of how it's worked out. But you know, yeah. So, uh, but I got the Buckeyes. I think the Buckeyes win. I think they. I think they. Beat I, them I down. do too. I just think I see. I see it being like a fifty-six to fourteen game that they just. It's never like really that. close. Maryland maybe scores a couple here or there, but the Buckeyes start to pour it on after a while. Kind of thing. So Tala had been. Pl- yeah, mm-hmm. they just don't have the depth Ohio State does. No, no, yeah, they don't. Because you know, Tala had been playing – Tala had been – to his younger brother had been playing really well until, you know, he just – he was awful last weekend. Mm-hmm. Like – and they lost their top receiver for the season. And after, like, he got injured, that's when everything just fell way downhill. Mm-hmm. I thought that Maryland would give Iowa a good game because I'm like, these guys got some weapons on offense, and Iowa's offense isn't, you know, anything flashy or special. So, I thought maybe they'd put up points, but, you know – Iowa had a lot of short fields. They created a lot of turnovers. So yeah, no, I agree. But Ryan, you mentioned him a second ago. We got to bring him up to end the show. Um, speaking of the Buckeyes, Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Technically, issues coming out of uh, Columbus. Yeah. Um, now, let me let. I want to get my take on this real quick, and then I want your take on it. Okay. Okay. Go, go ahead. I think realistically, when you look at some of the issues that come out of the NFL with players off field or coaches off field and things like that, in the grand scheme of things, what Urban did was not egregious. It's not overly terrible, right? But it also wasn't a good look on his part. You you need to put it in context. I think you're right. The context is they're they're zero and four. They, they're coming off of a Thursday night loss where he's staying in Ohio instead of going back to Jacksonville. He's then going out to a bar with his restaurant, by the way. Yes. He was inside uh, his own restaurant. Yeah. So he's, he's out hanging out, has whoever this lady is who apparently he's had contact with before. Um, it From the first angle, it looks like, okay, maybe he awkwardly is like trying to, not have anything to do with it. And then you see alternate angles of things where it's like, when I first saw it, it, it almost looked like he wasn't even paying attention to her. Like yes. He's just sitting there. Yes. Um, more of it, I think is the optics of this guy already has to gain trust of being a guy that can coach in the NFL. Right. Showing right now that maybe that's not the case. Now Jacksonville's terrible. Yeah. There's a they reason gonna, that you can, ex- they weren't going to be good. Any like who, who no. their coach was this year. No, but you also can't like – it's easy for me to say because I've never coached college or NFL football, right? Mm-hmm. But there is this – and what I've heard throughout time is there's a different mindset that comes with coaching grown men yeah. that there is coming with coaching guys in college, right? Guys that are right. doing it for a living and guys that are in college doing it, trying to make it to the next level. Urban, for – like if you take away everything, strip away everything, 
he is a great motivator of college football players. He just yes, he is. He's really good at it. He's innovated the game. He's changed it. Everything he like is that. on. I'll say this just to add yeah. It. He's the best thing that happened to the Big Ten. He yeah. really elevated the Big Ten like for for the better. Like him going to the Big Ten was the best thing that happened for the conference because it forced everybody else to step up their game too. Yes, With like yes. coaching and just mm-hmm. you know. So in a vacuum, great motivator of men. When you are not traveling back with the team, when it seems like your mind is elsewhere, when it seems like even though it's not coming from you, but there's rumors about the USC job and things like that, and it seems like you never really had the locker room to begin with, the optics of it from that standpoint with then – the context of everything that's going on, it then becomes, okay, now this is just another thing that is now distracting in the locker room. You know what I mean? Correct. Jacksonville's already, they're in the room, they're in the news for the wrong reasons. They're Mm -hmm. already 0-4. Like, we're not really talking, we're just talking about Urban. Like, okay, so my thing is this, like, I've kind of jumped around, like, just how I felt about this. Because my first, I'm like, is that actually Urban? And then you see, like, there's pictures, oh, that's him. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, he's not really paying attention to the girl. And then it's, you look at, there's another video where you see where he's sticking his hand and it's like, yes. oh, yes. and you look at the other pictures, like if that video doesn't come out, I don't think it's as big of a deal. Cause it looks like he's just taking pictures with people. Like mm-hmm. he's urban Meyer, like in Columbus. Yes. As he's a public figure, everybody knows who he is and what he looks like in Ohio is probably throughout the U S if we're being honest. Yes. He's a superstar. Right. Because he's a public figure. Like, everybody's got one of these bad boys. Mm -hmm. Smartphone. Yeah. So, of course, someone's going to like, oh, look at Urban. Like, I'm just going to take a video. Oh, that girl's dancing on him. And since we're talking about that girl earlier, well, you brought her up, um, Mm -hmm. to the, this amazing thing called the internet, like, people have tracked down who she is. She's our age. She's 24. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's not, according to her social media, well, her name's Cayman, Nebraska. That's her actual name. Okay. She's 24, okay. an Ohio State alum, and she's a vegetarian. Okay. That's what her Instagram uh, bi- bios. So you've been doing some deep diving. Huh? Public... <laughs> Two things I've been reading. But um, to get back to what I'm saying, because my first yeah. thought, like, well, what's the big deal? Because majority of the guys on his team are probably doing that on the weekend. Like, just mm-hmm. it's just not a good look because – they're 0 and 4. It just creates a. I don't think. Like, because I was re, some people were like, Marcus Spears said he should be fired immediately. I'm like, they're not going to fire him. No. No. Like that. It's just an embarrassing bad. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just a bad look for a team that's a story. Like, yeah. Or. If this was Bill Belichick out of the bar for chick grinding on it, would it be as big of a story? Or would it be, oh, look at Bill Belichick. Like, he's the man. Like, uh, I, I think Belichick's the wrong guy. I think Belichick it is as big of a story. I think you have, to, you have to pick a guy who's not, like, super, superstar NFL coach, but is still, like, at a top-tier level dude kind of thing. So, like, I would almost think you – who would be a good example? Like, I don't know. 
you'd almost need to think of a guy like 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 Cliff Kingsbury or like a Sean McVay. Like they have success. They're not like super super superstars. I mean, they are kind of. Well, but, they're both considered like. Well, they're both young and good looking. So women, they're definitely swarm to them. Yes. Yeah. 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 But yeah. maybe for somebody like Zach Taylor or Frank Reich, two guys mm-hmm. who aren't necessarily household names who don't coach a team that's in like a major media market. Not yes. that Jacksonville is a ma- major media market, but because mm-hmm. I remember, I don't know if you knew this, two years ago, a similar thing happened to Jay Gruden when he was still the coach of Washington. There was a video of him out like with some girl who cl- clearly wasn't his wife. Yeah. And I mean, he got, he was already on the hot seat. He got fired, but. It like it made the news, but it wasn't like they were talking about it in all the talk shows. Mm-hmm. I think it's more news because it's Urban Meyer. People don't like like. I mean, yeah, for good reason. Urban, you love him or you hate him. There's mm-hmm. no in between. Yeah, I I think that it, it, you're right. There is no real in between with Urban, and there's no real like. The, people have just super strong opinions about him one way or the other. And that's the issue kind of, but anyway, I, I think we'll just see, we'll see how, how time tells time will tell what, you know, is going to happen in Jacksonville and everything like that. But, but anyway, Ryan, thank you so much. I do always miss doing this. I really, really do. And I can't wait. Like I said, we're going to have some big things coming up in the future um, with the show and everything like that and how, and how we do all that. So uh, Ryan, thank you so much for, for, for joining me again. Hey, Mark, it's always a pleasure doing this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, do all those good things. Uh, and like I said, be looking out for big things coming uh, in the future. So, uh, yeah, thank you again.